You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. As an adaptive athlete, Patrick Sweeney has competed in three half Ironmans and about 50 or more triathlons. He has also played with the national team in the sport of 7 versus 7 soccer. Patrick is active with the I'm Able Foundation and the Pennsylvania Center for Adaptive Sports. Both are member organizations located in the greater Philadelphia area. Let's chat with him. So, Patrick, I thought I would just start by just asking you a basic question of, in terms of um, how did you get involved in sports? I actually grew up as a soccer player, and I grew up with seizures, and I um, slowly had hemiparesis on my left side. I made the U.S. national team for the Paralympics. Couldn't go because I had seizures, and I couldn't take care of the of the seizures over there. So I was playing amateur soccer, and I found out about the Paralympics, and I made the U.S. national team for Rio, Beijing, and London. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And then I actually, for cycling, I got involved. I had brain surgery. that caught, So I saw a lot of people with challenges absolutely killing it when I was training for the Paralympics. And I, I knew after my injury that there was a possibility of re, redefining what's capable after having a disability. Yeah. And so what was your diagnosis or, or what, were you, what was your medical diagnosis? I actually had Rasmussen syndrome, which is an autoimmune disorder that attacks the brain mm-hmm. on the left. And it causes the left side hemiparesis for okay. uh, so I have a uh, recumbent cycle a recumbent cycle that is yeah. adapted to my right side so I have the brakes and the gears on the right si- side of my bike so I steer everything with my right arm okay and, yeah. and I they got cool. involved in the Pennsylvania Center for Adaptive Sports and I enable through a recreational therapist from Remed okay yes. and, and so they they introduced you the 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 rec therapist introduced you to the uh, both, both yeah. organizations? Yeah. Yes. And actually, which... I was the first to actually really get me introduced. Okay. Every, they hooked me up with Pennsylvania Center for Adaptive Sports. So you you live in the in the north, or you live in the kind of the, the eastern part of Pennsylvania, clearly. Yeah. Yes. Both organizations are kind of there, yeah? Yes, that's where I kind of got my start. And I did, I am able to get the nerve which is a triathlon in Mount Gretna. And then I took that concept and took it to a whole nother level of doing Ironman, half Ironman with an adaptive athlete on a relay team. Yeah. And I want to talk about that in a little bit, but I, I didn't want to leave soccer just yet. So okay. uh, how did you, how did you find, uh, cause it's seven on seven soccer, right? Yes. So how did you find that sport? I actually grew up playing it. And then I, I slowly started to get a, a challenge on my left side and I couldn't keep up with the able body. And I, found about the Paralympics, I did some research and I found out and my strength and conditioning coach knew that the head coach of the Paralympic soccer team. So oh. that's how I, I, that's how I slowly got introduced. And I was in Virginia beach training with them for a lot, a while. And, and so you said you weren't able to go to any of the Paralympic games though, just because of the seizures. No. Yeah. They got too active and they, and they, they care that they, I'll be overseas and time difference and things like that would have, made them a lot worse. And, and, it, 
and I'm, I imagine that's just as an athlete a, a frustrating thing, right? So you, so how, how did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I wouldn't say horrible, but I felt very, like I had to find a different avenue very quickly. And that's how I found adaptive sports. And I was introduced to it from, through a Pennsylvania Center for Adaptive Sports. That's how, and I got, kind of saw I enable like plastered on their bikes. And I was like, okay, this is an organization that can help me get my first trike or upright trike that I used to just go around the neighborhood. And then I started just getting into slowly into triathlon and slowly doing races around every, in New Jersey mainly. So yeah. you were, so you just basically pivoted, right? You just basically yes. said, okay, if I can't do this, I'm going to find something else. Correct. That's, it was a good pivot as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you first came across the I'm Able Foundation, which is a Move United member organization. Yes. And so who did you connect with there? Who, who were, who were your, some of your contacts? Uh, Chris Keg actually was my oh, contact. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He is. That's how I found out about you guys. I saw him on your Instagram. And I was <laughs> like, oh, this, <laughs> this is a great foundation. I love what you guys do. Keeping is what I represent is people, keeping people moving and, and therapeutic in the therapeutic way with adaptive sports. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, and so did you, did you cycle first? Did you, uh, swim first? Did you like, what, what of the, cause I know you've done some, uh, uh Ironmans and some triathlons. So which one yes. did you, which one did you get into first? Not triathlon. So I've been very fortunate. And so I just, so I, I, I kind of got started slow and smaller, like DQ events. And I had, I met Steve Damonte and Christy Thaw. And then I was like, okay, they made the accommodations for me to have an adaptive athlete in a half Ironman, which is, and have that experience. And slowly more adaptive athletes have come out to the half Ironman from below the knee amputees to wheelchair, uh, wheelchair users, friendly races. Cause a lot of this stuff is on grass and you have to have the right handler and things like that. Right. Yeah. And, and so what's the longest uh, distance that you've done? 65 miles. <laughs> yeah, I go from, I do a, I do a lot of charity rides also, like 100Ks and things like that for Stockton University. And I've also been in Maryland. I started in Delaware. I went to Maryland and I came back to Delaware. So, <laughs> so I did a lot of uh, charity races or charity rides for Frederick's Ataxia and different organizations around the world. I'm not around, in the New Jersey, Maryland, tri-state area. Okay. Yeah. Have you been able to get out, get outside the tri-state area? Have you done any big uh, races anywhere else across the country? Uh, no, I have not. I mainly do mainly in uh, New Jersey because it's flat and then recumbent. I'm all about independence when racing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I can't get off the bike and fix the flat. So I have to be very careful of like where I race. Right. And I have a guide that goes with me. Yeah. Or a handler. And so for those that, that, you know, haven't considered, um, you know, cycling, what, what kind, what kind of uh, cycle do you have? And, and, uh, I actually have a trike five, not five, five, nine, and it's a recumbent cycle. So I can use my legs to pedal. Okay. Yeah. And there's all sorts of, all sorts of configurations for adaptive athletes. If you just have your upper body, you can get a hand cycle and upright hand cycle or a laying back hand cycle. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you would you would mention because I think yeah. for some of our listeners out there, they may not know um, what they need, how to get it, you know, how to even yeah. begin. So I know yeah, that you've done, you've done that work. 
part in this. And I've been in the right place at the right time with the right foundations and the right help. And so what, uh, so what other, what other activity activities have you done with I'm Able Foundation? I have done the Got the Nerve Triathlon and they also have a duathlon for, it's a, actually a duathlon, which is in uh, Why You Missing. And I was, hmm. it's pretty hilly, but it's pretty, it's a nice day. Nice family-oriented race, not too big, not too small. It's a great starting race for somebody getting into the sport of racing. And and how do you train for a, for an event like that? I actually have a coach. His name is Andrew Keenan. He works with ETA coach, and I have a training. Uh, and he actually coaches me through it, or training peaks and things, a coaching platform that Zwift and things like that. Oh yeah, okay. And yeah. and what kind of I mean, what kind of um, uh, workouts do you do or what kind of do you do? I'm sure you do some strengthening and conditioning and some cardio, stuff like that. I do Pilates to strengthen my left leg a lot. Hmm. And I and I actually belong to a fighting back gym, which is for people with tra- traumatic brain injuries or any type of disability in hmm. Malvern, Pennsylvania. That has helped me strengthen my left side to get equal push and pedal. Because I've had me priestess on my left side, so it's weakness on the left side. Okay, and, yeah. and do you work? Do you like work out or lift weights or do any strength? I work. Out, I have a actually a cycling program that I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my coach puts it together, and it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, virtually, on a trainer. That's cool. Yeah. And and so, what are your goals? What are you? What do you hope to get out of of doing this? I actually have a hundred miler coming up for it's called the foster 100 it's from um yeah it's from it's from new jersey to cape May. that's the big thing i'm training for right now at the moment huh yes and, and um and so it, when you do your when you do your training do you do a certain amount of distance each day or do you um you know totally do you... distance and i do a lot of interval and base training yeah so it's but yeah, base training, and then there's some intervals mixed in to keep it fresh and kind of new, so you're not just staring at a wall and just going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, what? Uh, and and why do you why do you do this? Do you do it just for your, your I, own health, or or for better? I, I do a lot of it for to prove to other people with disabilities that there is something to accomplish out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Understand that what you can accomplish can be game changing, especially in the mental health team. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you're just trying to trying to show the world what you can do and what yes. anyone can do, right? Yeah. So anything's possible, especially when you try. Yeah. And put your mind to it. So that's why mainly why I do it. And I wanted to it helps me a lot with my self-esteem and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mainly why I do it. And obviously there are physical benefits, but I'm sure there's mental yes. and social yeah. and emotional mental benefits. Emotional. It's all in one big uh circle everything kind of connects to each other and how once you have your emotional together then you have your emo- physical well-being together it helps you out your health out and your cognitive abilities to do everything the right way and do you do you do you want to travel other places and, and race another races at some point if i can yes sometimes it depends on the race directors that are available yes yeah, I want to go to Kona into, but it's not it's not flat, but it's, it's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I heard pretty. Who wouldn't want to go to Kona, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right. I I have interviewed others that that have competed in the Kona uh, uh, Ironman competition, and it's a tough one. 
yes, it is. It's very tough. And that's <laughs> what I've heard. Some of my friends have actually gone and they're able-bodied athletes and they say it's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a goal. It's a good goal to yeah. have, right? So and, I really keep my goals simple, achievable, and realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so smart yeah. goals, right? Yes, smart goals. So <laughs> you can achieve it and feel good at the end of the day. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, PCAES, Pennsylvania Center for Adaptive Sports. What other activities have you done through them? They actually have, I've actually ride every Saturday and Sunday with them on the Chester Valley Trail and oh. Exton. Yeah, on Exton. And we're putting together a ride on April 22nd for all the uh, new organizations, like a networking type of thing for people with disabilities to come out like a demo day. So if you're so if any of our listeners are in the Philadelphia area or within a short driving distance to that part of the of, of Pennsylvania, they should check yeah. it out. Yeah, it's on April twenty second. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to tell me about like how sports have have been impacted your life? I've actually impacted my life from just going into sports in general and understanding what is achievable and accomplishment, understanding what is out there for you, even though anything is possible when you have a disability and getting up and moving. Yeah. And so, if, so um, if, if, if you were able to give advice to your younger self, what advice would you have given to yourself? Never give up and never lose sight of your goals. Awesome. Thanks for joining me, Patrick. Welcome.